All right, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Uh, I am your host, Terry Lynn, and with my co-host here, Travis Marziani. And today we're going to just do a update episode, uh, kind of catch up on what we've been up to since the new year. And I think uh, every episode we kind of try to do this, but we actually have a lot more going on. And today we're just going to kind of go through the full list on what's going on either with both of us, uh, Build My Online Store, and everything else. So, uh, Travis, where do we start, man? Well, one thing that's been really big since I've been back home is the business, my business, thebedancewear.com, is becoming a lot more of an official business. Like, we have, we're a corporation now. We're like an LLC corporation. We have bank accounts. We recently just hired a, another two employees. So, I think we have a total of eight employees plus two virtual assistants. And it's crazy to watch the business grow. Nice. So who, how does your corporation structure? I know you have your, you and your mom and a couple other people. Is it like a... Yeah. So we, we did it as like an LLC, but an S corp for tax purposes. And I don't fully know the details, but basically it's set up as, so my mom's president, I'm vice president, even though it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of more for on the paper. And then the rest of it is just, we're paid as employees because it is an S corp. I don't know all the details, to be honest with you, but we were told that was the best for taxes. So how'd you guys file? Did you guys go through online or did you guys find someone local? Or We have a friend that's a lawyer and we did a lot of the stuff through him and he gave us a good deal. All right, cool, cool. And I guess for me, uh, you guys have been hearing us talk about this is we're going to have monthly meetups from now on. Uh, so this kind of idea came from you guys, actually. You guys in the mastermind group, uh, you, Jerry, and Jason, where uh, I guess you guys talked about meeting up for lunch and then we ended up emailing the list and then 10 people... 14 people ended up showing up. And then what happened was that some people in SF uh, asked me, hey, how come we're not doing one in SF? And so uh, now we are. The only thing is we're running into is that February 1st, uh, for the non-US people, it's actually the Super Bowl. And if you can't make it this time, hey, no worries. Wait, we'll be here every month. Yeah, I know enough people for the LA one will be able to make it. And LA is the worst time zone because it'll be at 3.30. Obviously, if you're in East Coast, it's 6.30 is when the Super Bowl starts. But still, 3.30 is enough time. I think we'll do it at maybe 12 o'clock this time or 1 o'clock at the latest. And that'll give you enough time that after we're done eating, you'll be able to get home, watch the Super Bowl. Or maybe, you know, you just want to go watch the Super Bowl with some some of the people in the group. I think right now we're setting it to be 12 globally. So whenever your time zone is in, like the first Sunday of every month at 12, it'll be like a coffee slash brunch type of thing. I think Sunday's a nice relaxing day. Once a month is not too much of a commitment to, you know, deter anybody from doing it. Yeah, and I think Sunday you're going to kick off your new week. You get to meet some people, talk shop, and then kind of get yourself motivated to start on the Monday. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're, that's totally how it was last time. I went there, you know, I talked for a little while. And part of it too is just, I feel like I don't get a lot of social time. So it was kind of cool to have some social time mixed with a little bit of, you know, talking business. It's what I've talked about before. It's like, you know, when I got the new virtual assistant, it was just so cool to be able to tell people, hey, I got this new virtual assistant and them not be like, oh, that's really boring. All my friends would say, oh, that's so boring. I don't care. It was cool to talk like shop with these people. And then come Monday, it's really like, all right, let's let's hit it hard this week. So you, know, you get that inspiration back. So just to let everyone know again, uh, February 1st, Sunday, 12 p.m. in different time zones. We're doing it in... Uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, London, New York, and Singapore. So if you're going to sign up, um, there's a different way to sign up. you got to go to ecommercemafia.com. Uh, I've enabled a public section where you can sign up for a guest user, and I'll post the details in there because A, uh, some of the hosts are giving me their cell phone numbers, and I don't want to blast it to an entire email list or put it 
in a public area. So if you want to go to these meetups, um, I'll email the people that have signed up before. If you're listening to this, uh, reach out to me earlier. But for anyone listening to this now, you got to go to e-commerce, mafia.com and sign up for a guest user there. It only takes like two minutes. And then you can ask me and Travis questions there or kind of coordinate anything with anyone else in your city. And I think the bigger thing down the line is that we're planning to do an event at some point this year. Uh, we don't know when, but it's up in the air. And I think these meetups will be a good way to prime people to you know meet everyone else that are listeners and get some kind of app guys in the market, some people that are in the, in, in the e-commerce space and then kind of put everyone together. And then when it's time to kind of activate that switch, we'll uh, do it. Yeah, I can't wait for that event. That'll be really cool to get the entire US and hopefully maybe even some international people together that all have shared interests would just be uh, so much fun. Exactly. All right, so enough of that. Uh, what's the next update with you? So the next thing is, and I've talked about this before, well, first is Pinterest ads. I started running my Pinterest ads and it's really interesting. I've done a little bit, I've probably spent less than $100, but did a little bit of testing here and there. And if you haven't seen my Pinterest ads, I recommend checking them out. Just go to pinterest.com slash bdancewear1. We had to add the one. Someone's already had the bdancewear. But anyways, and go to our dancewear. So I have a picture of, of like a piece of our dancewear and then underneath it, all the different colors that it could be. And it's organized so it looks nice and pretty. And the good thing about these is they're really long. So they're long pins. And on Pinterest, the, if it's really long, it takes up more space basically. So, And long, you mean top to bottom, not left to right. Top to bottom, yeah. Because left to right... Pinterest will just auto size it and make it shorter and it'll make the width uh, smaller, but length, it tends to keep length more or less. If it's really long, it'll keep it long. And that's what you want as an advertiser. You want to take up as much space as possible so people will see it. And one of the things I tried is I tried different colors of the main item. So for instance, we have dance shorts as the main item and then underneath it is all the colors, right? So we had one that was like a, a blue. It was a good, it was a nice looking blue. And then I did another one, same item in like a bright green and the bright green converted so much better. It was ridiculous. Even though most people probably don't want a bright green dance short. I think it's just, it stands out to the eye when you see it among all the other pens. So that's been really interesting to play with. When you say conversion is people actually buy it or is it just a click through to your site? More the click through and the repinning is, is what I'm talking about. I've had a couple purchases, I think at least one, and I think there was a second one too. So far, my ROI, my direct ROI is negative from it, but that's okay. It's an experiment. So when you make a photo long from top to bottom, is there like a limit or can you just make one that's like 10,000 pixels and just have like a there, endless scrolling product? There is a limit. You can find out online. I Googled it. I think... I don't remember what the, the ratio is. So there's a certain ratio. I don't even remember actually, but it... Yeah, there is a ratio and it will auto size it or cut off some of it at a certain point, but you can make them pretty long and it'll still show up on the Pinterest boards. And how did the CPCs look so far based on your early, early test? Less than a dollar uh, per click. So the way it works is you only pay if they click through to your website. And I've had anywhere from 80 cents to 20 cents. I'd say like a 40 cent average. We've probably had two conversions. So it's probably been about $80. So maybe like $40 per conversion. But at the same time, I don't think people, you know, they find us on Pinterest, they're going to click to our website and buy automatically. I think it's kind of an awareness campaign. Plus, you're, you don't pay when people pin it. And I've had more people pin than click through, which means they have it on a board somewhere. They're constantly going to be reminded about it. Wait, so when they do that, and then they click that, 
pin do you still get charged a cpc or is it just free from there i don't think so but i don't know for sure so i mean i imagine not because if i turned off the advertising and stopped paying right they wouldn't stop people from being able to click through on their board i should find that out though that's true maybe you ask carol yeah that's a good idea and and so are you still doing facebook ads in conjunction with pinterest ads or i restarted i had facebook ads on kind of slow for a while because the problem was I ran them over summer and over summer they're not going to convert because nobody's buying dancewear and then now in January I started rerunning them and I haven't had great direct conversion but I've seen like I, I run one that's targeted towards uh, dance professionals and I saw one person for instance went through 22 pages on my site and I'm pretty sure that person is going to come back and buy that's a lot of intent. Yeah, they're probably already comparing. Like, do I buy this one or this one or this one? And I'm going back and forth to see which one do I want, and then I'll, exactly, I got distracted. I'll come back later. I'll sit on it for like a day or something. Exactly, and I think that I, my average number of page views from the Facebook traffic that I have is like four page views per person, which is pretty good. And I think it's doing well, but I don't have direct, like people don't come from Facebook directly and purchase something. So do you link Facebook ads to a category page or a product page or what are your ads? No, you know what? These are, these are just to the home page, which might not be the best way to do it actually now that I think about it. But at the same time, I don't want people coming in and, you know, just seeing one product. I don't know. Maybe that's something I need to think about a little bit more. It'd be hard. Like how do you target people that are interested in, you know, booty shorts versus high-waisted dance shorts. I guess you have to ask the instructors to see if they can give you any insight there. Or I guess one thing, you know, talking about it right now, I could have them go to my highest selling products and do like a split test. I would prefer, my homepage isn't great right now. I'd prefer to make my homepage a little bit more informational. Like what I'd love to do is have a video and a banner. That way, if people want to watch the video, they get kind of sucked in and they say, oh, wow, this is a really cool company. To me, that'd be more interesting but I, maybe the split testing of the products i have to think about that yeah because if you just slap products there i don't think anyone's gonna really be like oh yeah and it's a little too early in the funnel I that's think. an easy way for to get people to bounce because i kind of want people from facebook coming in and being like oh this is kind of interesting i'm gonna poke around a little bit as opposed to here's one of our things buy it now and then i think that'll make uh, that'll turn into a high bounce bounce rate i bounce rate i would assume but i'm not sure all right cool so number two for me uh we just published a new audiobook uh kind of for free uh seven mistakes e-commerce store owners make we just recorded this like two three days ago and this came from an idea travis had where we were talking about when he first found uh build my online store what he was looking for and something like this was something he wished we had so we kind of just made this and the way to get it is actually you don't have to give me your email um so we're kind of moving away from these typical mailing list opt-ins. So you can get it if you go to ecommercemafia.com. Again, notice the trend. Uh, go there, get a guest user, and it's in the general section. You can just download it there. And the cool thing is that uh, if you have any feedback about it, you could just post in there, post a reply, or kind of join the discussion in the public area with some guest users too. So I think it's kind of a cooler thing to have people, um, more interaction among listeners rather than being a name on an email list where you kind of just subscribe or unsubscribe because recently i unsubscribed from a ton of stuff but i resubscribed on a different email and i still check it just because i want to see what people are doing but i think email marketing you know i'd rather have someone in a forum talking to them than an email list that's one way right because sometimes i send these emails i don't know what comes back and people that reply reply i don't know what the other thousand two thousand people do they even see it or not so 
I'd rather have this, I think. Yeah, that was a lot of fun doing that audiobook too. I, I thought it was really cool, the seven mistakes, because recently I've been talking to a lot of the listeners that have fairly new e-commerce stores, and I kept seeing the same things come up over and over again. People were making the same mistakes, and it's instead of you know talking to every person that listens to this show and saying, hey, let's go through your website and see what mistakes you're making. This is a great way just to be like, all right, you're probably doing this and you're probably doing this. So uh, if you're already a Mafia member, check it out in the general forums. Uh, but if not, you can just go there, get a user. It only takes like two minutes, uh, ecommercemafia.com. All right. So number three, uh, what's yours? Funny enough, mine's kind of against what you were saying. I'm working on an exit email pop-up to get emails for my website. So I recently did an interview with this guy that makes a lot of his money off email marketing. And when he came to my website, he's like, what's the deal? And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? He's like, there's no pop-up here. And he's like, who does your email marketing? I'm like, well, that would be me. He's like, oh, you need to have a pop-up. You need to be giving something away for free. So what we're going to do is kind of repackage something we did before, which was a, a YouTube series. We did a YouTube series that was seven ways to DIY your dance costume. And it's, it's all about how to turn our basic pieces into like a really cool $200 looking dance costume. One of the things I want to do that I don't see a lot of people doing surprisingly enough is when they sign up for it, we send them the email, but instead of just sending them like a little PDF, we send them back to our website, but like a special page on our website that has all the videos embedded. Maybe we'll add a PDF as well. doesn't really matter, but the whole thing is I don't want them just to click on a link, download the PDF and read it. I want them to go right back to our website watch the videos, and then hopefully be inspired and be like, oh, okay, well, I want to buy some of these basic pieces right now. And if nothing else, they go back to our website and they get familiar with being at that site and familiar with that experience. Yeah, that's actually really easy to do. If you use like AWeber or MailChimp, that function is basically in the confirmation page. You can just send them to a custom URL and then you put that URL as a landing page, like a thank you page on your site, and then you can have whatever there like a discount code or I don't know, more content or whatever you want there. Exactly. And you know, I kind of want to get away from the discount code. Everybody does that. And it, it, I think it cheapens your brand for one. Two, it's people that are already going to be buying anyways, might sign up for it, get the discount. And then on top of that, it's just, I don't know, there's so many problems. I, I like the idea of giving away value so much better. I think it's just a better brand builder. The other part about it too is I hate when I buy something and then realize I found out I could have got a discount and I'm sure some of our people, some of our customers would buy from us and then would be like, oh, I forgot to sign up for that email thing. I didn't apply the coupon. And I've had that happen to me and I have a little bit of resentment towards the company. Like, ah, oh, I wasted $5. You guys suck. Yeah, there's a brand I follow on Instagram. I'm not going to name them, but on their Instagram, they give a code that gives 70% off on their wallets. And their wallets are like $400 or something like that. So if I were to spend that much and then realize I could have got under 70% off, I'd be really pissed. Yeah. Alrighty then. Uh, number three, I guess for me, is uh, branding. So I was on a mastermind call the other day. And one of my listeners slash team members uh, basically said, uh, Downing Letter is actually really dumb because you're picking something that just sounds cool rather than that has like a real story. So I think I sent out sent this out to the email a couple of weeks ago and a lot of people were like, oh, this sounds cool, it sounds really high class. But what she was saying, and I'll give her a shout out, shout out to Angela at uh, analeka.com, A-N-N-I-E-L-K-A.com, is that 
if you choose a brand story that just sounds good, like imagine telling a thousand people this story that really is not that part of myself, if that makes sense. Like you, you can say, hey, be dancer is something with my mom. It's a family business, blah, 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 blah. Like kind of, there's like a real genuineness to it, right? So she was saying like, look, if you pick something that just sounds cool, like imagine saying this to like a thousand, two thousand people, is that something you can authentically say? over and over again and I was like oh yeah you're kind of right and then kind of made me go back to the drawing board and think all right so how can we kind of find another story that's a related to me but also has kind of the values that I want too this has been a big problem I feel like you're constantly coming up with new ideas for the brand name yeah yeah it's just like it's like ah it's like a I don't know gotta figure this out I think that's that's tough I mean the good thing is that with the sample we're doing version two now, um, but I didn't put the logo on it. So I still have like leeway before we do the whole kickstart. Like there's still time to kind of fix that. Cause that's just like a brass die they make and then they stamp it on the leather. That's like a really simple thing. It's just, the, what do you come up with behind that thing? And how does that wrap up into the whole campaign? Will you keep baller leather around and just open up a second store? Or will you completely scrap it and restart? Uh, I think I'll have them as separate stores, but eventually I'll roll it into the new one. The wallets will kind of be the same design. It's just with a different logo. Gotcha. So whenever that's finished on the baller side, I'll just SEO everything to the old one, to the new one. And then we'll see how this is kind of uh, things in my head the past few days or so. So, But I think it makes sense though, because then if it's not like a real story, like it's kind of hard to say, well, how'd you come up with this? Well, I just, because it sounded cool. It's not really like something you can share, right? And so uh, next one for you, wrapping things up before coming to Asia, right? I've told you guys before on this that basically the way I like to work is three months, really hard, intense working, then, well, more or less, less work for a little while. It, I'd like to say like two or three months of not really working hard, but that's not true. After about two weeks of being in a new location, I realized that it's time to work. And a lot of times I kind of get put in this gray zone of like, I want to work, but I want to enjoy myself. But anyways, these last three months, I've really been in this zone of just work, work, work. And I want to basically tie up all the loose ends before I leave. And I leave on February 9th to go to Bangkok. So I'll be going to Bangkok, Singapore, probably Chiang Mai. After that, Vietnam, Saigon to visit my buddy Terry. You're gonna come on this world and not see me. I'm, I'm gonna fire you from the show. I figured that's why I gotta. That's why I gotta show. I'm I'm coming halfway around the world just to finally. You know, when you're here, we need to update our photo on the podcast because it's just me and it's like two years old. So we need to take some photos here. All right, I'll make sure and bring my makeup. Look good. <laughs> make sure you don't wear any leotards or jazz pants. Oh, of course you got. I'm gonna bring some leotards and some jazz pants. We can do modeling for B dancer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm also going to Hong Kong and probably maybe Shanghai, Beijing. I don't know. I just booked a flight. So I already have my flight to Bangkok and I booked a return flight from Beijing to LA on March 17th. So if you're in that area and you're going to be in that area during that time frame, anywhere in Southeast Asia or China, hit me up. I'd love to swing by and maybe we could do like a prompt to um, build my online store type meetup thing. Yeah. Oh, so I already told the Singapore guys you're doing one. So you're on the hook for that. Perfect. Basically. So where are you going to be again? Let's, let's just list the cities again. So Bangkok first, Singapore, then probably Chiang Mai. I might go somewhere else in uh, Thailand as well. Then Saigon, Hong Kong, probably uh, what's Shang Shanghai. Yeah, Shanghai. And then Beijing. So if you're in any of those cities, uh, shoot them an email or just go to ecommercemarket.com and then just send him a message there because then we can coordinate with more people and it's not like a he's not he's not like the bottleneck with all these emails too so 
that's basically one thing I realized that if I was telling everyone where we're going to meet up in six cities, I have to coordinate everything and just put everyone in the forum and then they can figure yeah, it out. Yeah, no, that's smarter. Alrighty, cool. So last thing uh, we're going to announce our training product on how to feature your customers. We actually don't have a name for this yet, but our preliminary name is Mutual Marketing. Travis came up with this, but it may change in the future. Uh, we're gonna. Ha- I think it's an awesome name. Alliteration. M&M's. M&M's. Coca-Cola. Oh, that is a catch up. M&M's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do they come with peanuts inside? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Depends on what package you get. Oh, that's true. That's true. All right. So, so let, why don't you talk about the co- whole concept of this? The whole concept of mutual marketing is basically it's a way for more or less for free that you can get customers to your website. You can build content and you can get links to your site. And I love this so much. Like this is probably the number one thing that I see with businesses like new e-commerce businesses that they can do to start getting more people coming to their site because it's hard. I think a lot of people before they know about e-commerce online world, they think that you can just put up a website and get a ton of people to come to it, get to the number one spot in Google. Turns out that's not how it works. It's hard or it costs money. You can do paid traffic, which costs a lot of money, obviously, or you can do this method, which is all about featuring your customers on a blog. And there's so many different ways to do it. And we're going to talk about all the different ways in the product. But the way that I do it is I interview dance studios and why dance studios? Because, well, if we have a dance studio that knows about us and potentially buys from us, we have that person for multiple years. And on top of that, they're kind of a, they're a very important person in the community. They have access to, you know, hundreds of dance moms. They're an influential person. And one of the things I've been doing with a lot of newer businesses is telling them like, all right, well, who is your dance studio? And at first it's really easy to say, oh, well, you know, we can't feature our customers because our customers, whatever reason, like for instance, I know we had someone that had a security blog and nobody that has a security camera wants to be featured on a blog because that's just kind of weird. But the idea that I had is maybe you could feature other security related companies in your blog and your blog could be all about security. And there's so many different examples on how you can feature your customers. And so many people I've talked to that they thought it wouldn't really work for them. And then, you know, after I got done talking with them, they're like, oh, crap, I don't know why I didn't think about yeah, that. A lot of people in our mastermind are doing this method, right? Like we have someone that's selling, I think, elephant pants, uh, dental drills, like sweat towels, and like a bunch of other people that are kind of going through this process now where what we're doing is that we're streamlining all the SOPs and processes that worked for Travis. And we're testing it on these five, six, seven businesses to get them up and running in the whole process. And then once that's ready, that's when we'll have it available for everyone too. The trifecta pentafecta is that what? They're, the content creation isn't on you to make a thousand words a week or to write a huge blog article. It's basically targeting people, you know, getting them to answer a questionnaire, doing outreach and then formatting that questionnaire and putting it on your blog, essentially, in a very, very simple nutshell way to say it. And a funny thing about it is, so now I pay a writer, I mean, five to $10 per article to, take the questions that they wrote, the answers that they wrote and put it into a nice article. But one of the best early blog posts that I did was from Oregon dance team. And all I did was post the question and answers. Literally the only work I did was emailed them, asked for the answers to these questions. They gave me the answers. I posted on my website and they put a link to my site. That's from a college team. And if anyone knows about SEO, you can get college related it turns out it wasn't actually an EDU link, but it, it was it was related to it. It was it was still from the college team. But my next plan, I will tell you right now, is to get EDU links 
at least some, because I will, I'm going to do all the different uh, dance programs in the United States. You can do the best dance programs at the schools to go to, and then you can send it to the admissions guy or whatever, and then hopefully they'll get an EDU link. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. And obviously for my niche, especially relevant, but I'm willing to bet at least 90% of the people listening to this right now could do it in some form. And it could be something as simple as interviewing different industry leaders. And you don't necessarily have to talk about them. You could say, hey, I'm writing this article about, you know, seven ways to be more secure with your online security. And I'd like to feature you in it. And basically, you could get them to write the article for you. So what kind of questions did you ask? Yeah, I try to ask like fairly open-ended questions. So for instance, describe your dance studio in one minute or less. Uh, what made you want to start a dance studio? What was your proudest moment coaching? And there's a lot of psychology behind all these answers. And part of the reason I wanted to make this into a product is because I spent a lot of time trying to figure out all the nuts and bolts here. Instead of them having to do all the work on their own, that they can just basically take it and run with it. So the questions I ask are trying to be things that aren't only going to make them write a lot because I want, I want a lot of content, but at the same time, something that they're proud to share with other people. Gotcha. Because it's all about them. It's not about you, right? It's like Zig Ziglar said, like, you can get anything you want in the world as long as you help everyone else get what they want in the world. Yeah. And one of the keys to this method is you don't talk about you. You don't say, you know, by the way, uh, I own a dance clothing company. Please, please buy from me. You don't have to do that because you're featuring these people, they're going to go to your website and be like, well, what's this site all about? They're going to naturally go around, poke around. And it's kind of like what I've said with paid advertising. With paid advertising, I don't measure it by conversions directly. I measure it by how many pages someone looks at. Well, if you're featuring someone on their website, on your website, they're going to naturally poke around. And if they go to 10, 12 pages, they're going to sell themselves. That's the best kind of salesman you can have. Yeah. And how much time do you put in now to this thing? I put zero time. Well, okay. I send out emails and I, I send out emails in a very uh, automated fashion. So probably about um, five minutes every two weeks, if that. You're using software to send the email that we'll talk about in the product because it's really ninja. And we can't really talk about this because it's kind of spammy. That's super ninja. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not technically spammy, but I don't want to... I don't want to go into too many details other than in the product on that, but I will say that my virtual assistant handles 90% of it. And then I have someone that, that does the writing. So I, we send out the emails. If they respond, we have a set email that I send out every single time, almost no matter what their response is, because I created an email that basically blankets all the responses. And then we send uh, the article and they write the article or they, they put all the answers in there. And then we turn it into an article and it's all automated and spend a lot of time figuring out how to do it and make it look legit. So your VA has a template to like format this, find an image, uh, on-site SEO, all this stuff, whatever category, where to put it on your page, things like that. Exactly. And then blast it to social media and all that stuff. Exactly. And uh, another thing we do is we do like the little social media icons, um, like images to f share on Facebook. And there's like all these little tricks that I've learned over the last two years that make it seem to the dance studio owner, in my case, more legit, so they'll want to share it. And the truth is, it's funny because it doesn't matter how much traffic you have, even if you only have, or it doesn't matter how many blog posts you had, like the first time I ever asked people, they were just excited to share their story. And then as you get bigger, obviously, people are like, oh my God, you picked me to interview me. And they, they're more likely even then to share it because it's like, wow, look, I was featured on this really big popular blog. Alongside all these other people in my industry. Exactly. 
this product will be divided into four stages. I think one is just kind of the basic audiobook, where uh, if you want to figure it out on your own, uh, we'll tell you how to do it, and then you can just run with it. And then two is we'll actually give you templates that we're tweaking right now with a bunch of mastermind members and Travis's VA to like kind of get everything out on the board. And then three will be kind of some video tutorials, how to do the email blasts, uh, things like that, how to you know talk to your VA, things like that different scripts we have to use for that. Fourth will be actually probably a done for you service where if you just wanted to do it for you, we'll do it for you on a monthly maintenance fee. And then it's basically like a turnkey solution uh, for your blog. So uh, that's just what we have on our mind for now. If you're interested in this, shoot us an email uh, or if you have any ideas, if you want to test out a script or two, uh, we might be open to that idea. And uh, that'll be it for this episode. So thanks for listening. And Travis, uh, we'll catch up with you next week. If not here very soon. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. If you want the show notes, make sure to check out the website at buildmyonlinestore.com. If you got an e-commerce store, every two weeks I lead a live mastermind call with about five or six of the listeners in two separate groups where we work openly together and solve a business problem that you have. And we're all there to support each other. So if this sounds like a cup of tea, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com slash mastermind. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch up with you guys next week.